Hey guys, what's up? It's Mel. Welcome to Seat at the Table podcast. I'm so excited to have you here for season two. I know that the Lord is going to do something great in all of your lives. And hey, listen, if you want to support the podcast, comment, subscribe, and share it to your family and friends. Everyone needs to hear about God's word. And this is an amazing way to be touched by Jesus. I pray that this season is a blessing to your life and that the Lord may speak to you on the areas of your life that he wants you to work on. God bless you and let's get started. Hey guys, welcome to a new episode of Seat at the Table podcast. This is your host, Amal Rodriguez, and I am so excited to be here with you all tonight in this wonderful episode. I called this episode Faithful to the Point of Death, and I am so excited to talk about today what God is going to do in our lives as we go through his word. And so today we're going to be talking about the story of Abraham and Isaac. It's a great story. I love it. And God definitely revealed some things to me as I was reading this story, and I wanted to share it with all of you. So to start, I just want to encourage you guys to grab a notebook, grab a pen, write some notes because I know God is going to speak to all of you in this moment. And so let's get started. So as I was reading this story, I was thinking, God, there are so many temptations in the world. There are so many things that we as believers were constantly faced with. I mean, every single day is an opportunity for the enemy to come and discourage. It's an opportunity for the enemy to come and send attacks on our faith like i know sometimes we've had so many days where we're like lord what is going on my day was terrible my day was full of hardships my day was full of the enemy just completely attacking me and doing all of these things and it's like what is going on we don't understand that we but we need to understand the fact that we are children of god and therefore our fight is not against flesh and blood there's many things that are against us because of the simple fact that we believe in jesus because of the simple fact that we live for him and so i can even say that it's so like deep our faith is supposed to go beyond everything like we need to understand that our faith in god it goes to the extreme the extreme is to the point of death to the point of seeing his face at the end of it all and what truly matters is not whether we've been tempted whether we've gone through hardships whether we've gone through circumstances but rather what really matters is how we finish the race that God set before us, right? Because we've been tempted, we've been tried. 100% as Christians, we go through that. Every Christian has gone through that. But it's not that those things don't matter. It's just that what truly matters is if you pass the test, is if you remain, is if you stick to your obedience to God. What truly holds weight is, man, are you willing to go all in for God? Because we're going to be tempted. We can be tried. We can go through all these things, like I've been saying. But are we willing to go to the point of death and say, God, no matter what happens, no matter how I'm tempted, no matter how many things can come in the way, God, I am going all in for you and I am living for you. Like, do we understand that? And I want to ask everyone here, do you understand the concept of going all in for Jesus? Like, I want to ask you and I want to confront your faith. Have you come to a point in your faith where you are no longer willing to compromise? Where every day you wake up and you can say, Lord, hell can come against me, but you have given me authority over the enemy. And I am at least encouraged to give it all for you, even if it costs you your entire life. Like, think of that. Think of, man, have I come to a point in my faith where I'm willing to say no to the enemy and his temptations and what he can try and offer me? Because the only thing that the enemy can offer you 
is a carbon copy, not even the real thing. It's just a carbon copy. It's just what God created, but perverted and distorted. That's the only thing that the enemy really offers you. The enemy offers you pleasure or quote unquote pleasures because those are not true pleasures. That's your flesh. But God promises you something completely different. And so as I was reading the story of Isaac, I was like, Lord, this is so powerful. I mean, are we willing to give our life for you? And it can sound extreme, but it's not that it's extreme. Rather, I really think that our sinful nature since the fall of man has been so accommodated to gratification of self, like to literally self-gratification, to saying yes to ourselves constantly instead of a, of a practice of self-denial. Because if it wasn't for sin, we wouldn't be here. But rather, this is how things happen and how things turn out. And praise God that we have Jesus and His Holy Spirit that helps us. But we have a constant daily fight against our flesh. And our flesh is used to saying yes to me and no to the spiritual and no to the part where die to self. Man, I think that that's something so beautiful that God taught me today. And that God was just speaking over me as I was reading Abraham and Isaac. And so Abraham is this man of God. God loves him. God has a promise for him and his wife to bear a son by the name of Isaac. And so he promises this to him in Genesis 12, chapter 1, 3. I will give you this land for your descendants. I will make you a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky. That is what God promises Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 and 3. That's what he says. Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make you a great nation and I will bless you, make your name great so that you will be a blessing. That's what God wanted to do through him. God wanted to bless him. God wanted to set the entire course of human history and human and mankind to Abraham, to Abraham's son. At the age of 90, his wife gave birth to Isaac. And Isaac is the promise that's fulfilled. And that is how we receive that covenant, right? How we receive that covenant through Abraham that we now have by faith in Jesus. And so in this story, Abraham is asked something that is so completely like different and God confronts him in Genesis chapter 22 verses 1 through 8 we see sometime later God tested Abraham he said to him Abraham here I am he replied then God said take your son your only son whom you love Isaac and go to the region of Moriah sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain that I will show you God in this moment was asking Abraham to give up his only son the only son that God gave him and promised to him as a form of of a test to see if Abraham would truly surrender everything, would go to the ends of the earth, even to the point of death, to giving his son. I mean, man, when I read the story, I was like, Lord, but why? Like you're you faithfully carried out your promise. You just gave this miracle to Abraham and his wife, and now he has to sacrifice the son that he loves. But I love that in the moment where Abraham like saw that God asked him this, like he didn't get mad, he didn't get upset. He submitted to God's will. And he was willing to go and do it and give his only son because he loves God, because of his love for Jesus, and because he understood the ultimate sacrifice. In verses 3 through 8, it says, Early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey. He took him with two of his servants 
and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac. And he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them went on together, Isaac spoke up and said to his father Abraham, Father, yes, my son, Abraham replied. The fire and wood are here, Isaac said, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of, of them went on together. Abraham was ready. Abraham was like, Lord, you told me to do this. I'm going to do it. I'm going to carry it out. And he did it. He took, as he was taking up his son on this mountain, on this mountain where God provided Isaac realizes, where is this lamb? Where is the sacrifice, right? In that moment, Isaac didn't realize, but Abraham was willing to sacrifice all he had to lay down the life of his own son. And most importantly, to surrender himself before God and obey no matter what it cost him. I think that this is a picture of what God is trying to say to the believer today. You are tempted with various things. You are tempted in many ways. We are tempted in many ways. And every single day we have a choice to make. We have a choice whether we will surrender to the world or whether we will surrender to Jesus. We have a choice whether we will let the temptations of this world completely pervert us and pollute us. Instead of saying, God, I am here to be set apart. I am here to sacrifice everything for you. If it means my own life, because it does and that's what abraham did abraham knew the lord god loved him he loved god and he was willing to do it all because he knew that god would provide in fact in verse 9 it says then they came to the place of which god had told him and abraham built an, an altar there and placed the wood in order and he bound isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood and abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. So in this moment, he's preparing Isaac. He's preparing everything. He's going to do it. But verses 11 and 12 say, But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, Here I am. And he said, Do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. As I was reading this verse, man, I got so emotional because I knew for a fact that God wasn't really going to, to let this happen, to let Abraham kill his own son. That's not who God is. But this was a test of faith. This was a test of surrender. And in this moment, God knows. God is pleased. You have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Man, that is beautiful. God wanted to test his heart. Up until what point are we willing to go for God? Guys, up until what point are we willing to say, Lord, I withhold nothing. I'm, I'm willing to give it all for you. And I don't care how hard it gets. Up until the point that I see your face when I get to heaven. Like, that's the prize and that's what matters. In verse 13, 
It says, Then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and there behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by its horns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of the place, The Lord will provide, as it is said to this day, In the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. This is what God did. God was not going to let Abraham sacrifice his son, like actually do it. He provided a ram to take the place. And Abraham passed this test. So God says to him in verses 15 to 16, Then the angel of the Lord, I'm sorry, verses 15 to 19, Then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out of heaven and said, By myself I have sworn says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son, blessing I will bless you and multiplying I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies and your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. So Abraham returned to his young men and they rose and went together to Beersheba and Abraham dwelt at Beersheba. Here God rewarded his obedience. This was the reward of ultimate sacrifice. To say, I am going to bless you. Upon you, I'm going to build the entire course of human history. And I will bless those who are with you, your descendants. Like you will have so many. They'll roam the earth. And all the nations will be blessed because of you. Because you obeyed the voice of God. That's beautiful, y'all. Like, it's, it's a complete parallel to what God did for us when he gave his son on the cross for our sins. He gave his son for us, his only son whom he loves as the ultimate sacrifice. And God and Jesus carried that out up to completion. Up to completion, Jesus died for our sins. And so as I was reading, I was asking myself, up until what point are we willing to give? To Jesus like are we willing to give it all I don't know what you hold dear to you what trophy what trophy your heart has that is not allowing you to put Jesus in the center because let me tell you this world it's only gonna get worse y'all it's only gonna get worse out there it's already getting so bad and many will fall from the faith many will not remain but you want to know the only thing that keeps a believer in Jesus, it is friendship with the Holy Spirit. It is friendship with his presence. It's knowing I have a living, active relationship with God. And that's the only thing that will keep you and will keep you firm in the faith upon everything that comes your way. That's the only thing. The Holy Spirit, who's your comforter, who's your advocate, who's the one that intercedes on your behalf. He's there. Why would we want to hold on to what jesus already died for he died for our sins to the very things that god hates so that we could be united with him and god is asking you what are you willing to give up to follow me man would we be encouraged to let go of our knowledge because sometimes our own knowledge stops us. But God, I've been raised like this. But God, I've been so accustomed to this. But God, that's how they raised me. But Jesus is calling you to a different way of life. Your human logic. You may not understand where God is asking you to surrender certain things in your life. But God does. And he's sovereign. He sees the bigger picture. 
your desires your emotions lie to you your emotions are not a compass your emotions are there because god put them there and for a reason and they're useful but they are not to dictate your actions because for a moment i can feel this way but what does god's word say it says something completely different so i shouldn't rely on my desires i shouldn't rely on what i feel rather i should rely on god's word and that's where our flesh comes in to tempt us to mess with us to show us things that we feel like we should do or like we should have when really god is showing us something completely different man is god asking you to surrender your will is god asking you to surrender what you want in place for what he wants is god asking you to surrender your entire life your understanding to instead grasp his understanding do we really understand the sacrifice it takes to follow god and are we willing to leave it all behind are we willing to say god you tell me to be faithful to the point of death and you will give me the crown of life i know what's to come i want to remain faithful i want to have friendship with your spirit because in your presence there's fullness of joy right there's everything that we need in jesus and that's what god says in his word in matthew chapter 26 matthew chapter 16 verses 24 to 27 he says whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves take up their cross and follow me for whoever wants to save their life will lose it but whoever loses their life for me will find it what good will it be for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul for the son of man is going to come in his father's glory with his angels and then he will reward each person according to what they have done man that's what it means to remain it means to to be his disciple it means to deny ourselves so that when god comes he can find a church that remained that was refined in the fire and that remains pure for him so i want to encourage you lay down your idols lay down what you think you need to have and instead get in friendship with the holy spirit get in friendship with jesus get to reading his word and to praying to him because that's the only thing that is going to matter that is the only thing that matters is if you lived for jesus it's not how you started it's not the mistakes you've made in your past rather it's if you chose to surrender and remain up until the point of death faithful to the point of death i want to pray for you all jesus i thank you for your word i thank you that your word convicts your word is true your word is life it is what we're supposed to be guided by Father God, I pray that you would tear down the idols in our heart, things we've placed on the throne of our soul that are not from you. God, instead, we invite your presence to dwell in us. We invite your spirit to move through us and to encounter us, that we may be able to remove and throw off all that hinders so that we can walk through this faith with you, Lord. God, whatever has us, whatever has our attention, I pray that you would remove that. Lord, instead, show us that in your presence, there's joy, there's peace, there's love. That, Lord, nothing else matters besides your Holy Spirit. Show us the ways in which in which we can surrender. Show us the things that we need to let go of. And replace, God, our knowledge with yours. Replace our desires with yours. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. We receive your word and we keep it. We want to apply it. Help us to live by your word each and every day. In Jesus' name, amen. That's why I wanted to do this podcast because I just felt like, man, God is serious and God loves you and God wants you to live in friendship with him and with his spirit. And there's no, there's no greater time to do it than now.
because Jesus wants to see you. Jesus loves you. And most importantly, he wants you to live for him. And I pray that as you can go over this story in Genesis chapter 22 in your own time, you're able to see the ways in which God is trying to talk to you about what sacrifice truly means and what it means to be faithful to the point of death. So be encouraged, friends. There's many things that are going on in the world. There's many trials, many temptations. But at the end of the day, God is victorious above everything and the enemy has no power. I'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you would like to share this message, I encourage you guys to share it with all of your friends and family so that everyone can hear the word of God. Bye. God bless you.